Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. We're glad that you tuned in today. Welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. You're going to be in for a treat. Sit back, relax, or listen to this while you work out, whatever floats your boat. Thanks again for hanging with Coach Noonan on the podcast. Are you looking for a way to sell your program and make some money as well? I've got something for you. Check out Story of the Season. This is a digital program that helps high school and college football teams share their story like never before. Each week, they collect all of your video highlights, articles, interviews, and other content and publish a digital game recap magazine that captures everything that happened on and off the field. At the end of the season, they publish a digital yearbook covering each game. The revenue schools make from selling our subscriptions and ads more than covers the production fee and provides coaches with extra funding for their program. Sounds like a pretty good win to me so far. Story of the Season requires zero effort for coaches and gives them an incredible tool to engage the world with their team. Hard to beat that. If you're interested, please contact Chris Herman by emailing Chris. C-H-R-I-S at storyoftheseason.com to learn more or call 518-944-3311. Check them out on Twitter at storytheseason. Give them a follow. Thank you for sponsoring the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Hey, everybody. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify Apple Podcast, Google Play Podcast, and several other podcast platforms along with the Anchor app. Make sure to leave us a, a review and a star rating. really helps to get us out there and also promote the awesome people that I bring on here and to help future episodes. Thanks. On July 28th, myself and Coach Ty Taylor, who runs the KYPD Keep Your Pads Down podcast, teaming up to bring you a defensive line coach roundtable discussion that's on July 28th. If you want, make sure to sign up uh, using the links on my pinned tweet. Um, There's one for the Zoom, and then there's one to submit questions. We will take live questions on that. It will be 7.30, July 28th, defensive line coaches roundtable. We will have coaches from 3A all the way to college talking about anything and everything related to defensive line so come on in join the fun on today's episode we are joined by coach lc cisneros he's the wide receivers coach at cleburne high school coach cisneros and i talk about uh, football faith family his amazing lawn and the awesome edits that he does on twitter Guys, enjoy. This was a really awesome and, and to me, a very powerful um, testimonial by Coach Cisneros. Thank you and enjoy. It's been good, man. It's just been, you know, busy trying to move into a new place. And we made it through four weeks of uh, strength conditioning camp. And so we're taking this week off. It's it's much needed rest-wise, but... Uh, Shoot the word. you know as well as I do, man. When you're in a house, the work never stops. <laughs> no doubt, it's always no doubt. something to do. I feel you, man. Uh, with the uh, 
because we were having a we started our junior highs last week and uh oh yeah it's like a it's like a legit old school two a day man and i'm not built for that anymore <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure some of these old guys probably call us soft now because we don't we don't do that stuff anymore but dude it it doesn't matter you know how how long you go we we did uh we just did freshman. We haven't done anything with the junior high, but you know, uh, two and a half hours with the older kids, and then two hours with the freshmen. Man, straight. I did that last week, and that's that was brutal. Yeah, we were going from like six thirty to uh to two o'clock. Holy smokes, man! Yeah, so yeah, we start at seven, and we go like from seven to eight o'clock would be weights, um, and then like from eight to nine or whatever is all kinds of conditioning. Uh, and then basically uh, we do like an hour of football. So three mm-hmm. hours total with those older kids, with the freshmen yeah. included. And then um, we would have like an hour off. And then we would go from 11 to 2 o'clock. The same thing with the junior house. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. No doubt. How do you guys um, – how do you all split them up as far as like uh, – You're talking about groups and keeping yeah. them distanced? Yeah. So, we typically have um, – there's like 11 or 12 stations. And so each station probably doesn't have more than <clears> – <throat> I'd say 15 kids. Uh, and then basically uh, while some are doing the weight workout, the others are out doing conditioning. So we don't have everybody inside the indoor at the same time. Gotcha. Uh, and so they just – you know, whenever they're done, they just rotate. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tough, man, because, you know um, – Kids, kids naturally just flock to each other. I don't know why they do it, but um, this whole telling them to stay apart thing is, you you know, they're grown and they can understand what you're saying. But I find myself repeating myself nonstop um, talking to these these kids, you know. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's like my head coach said, the norm for them is not to be apart. The norm for them is gathering and, you know, being closer to each other. This whole, you know, masked up and, and social distance stuff. It's not, it's not a norm. It's really not even a norm for anybody. So that's, no, that's a whole all, adjustment, you know? Yeah. We're all out of our element, man. When it yeah. comes to that, for sure. No doubt, man. No doubt. Um, well, I'm excited to be hanging with Noonan. <laughs> Man, I'm glad to have you on. Um, we're just, man, I'm just going to jump in right, right from there. I, I love how we started. I don't, I don't want to mess up the flow, but uh, officially, we're, we're, we've started the episode today. We have uh, Coach LC Cisneros on us, on with us, hanging out. Uh, he is the wide receivers and passing game coordinator at uh, Cleburne High School in Texas. Um, Coach, man, I really appreciate you getting up early this morning and, and hanging out with me. No doubt, brother. Hey, I'm blessed to be here. <laughs> Had to be up anyways to take my daughter to to daycare. So, um, okay, why not? Why not support a good cause? You know, man, I appreciate it. You talk about supporting a good cause. Um, the the wonderful, awesome, old school feel edits um, are, are were done by you, man. I really appreciate it. I love the way they turned out. Um, no doubt, I, I love it. every time I get a chance to to post a new thing on on Tuesdays when we. Drive. Uh, it's it's awesome to 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 put that 
put that edit up and then uh you know I, ju- I just try to find everybody's best picture that they've got on their on their twitter profile so if you got a specific one you want me to use man let me let me know uh or yeah you can want... just you can just go ahead and use the one that's on there you know <laughs> yeah but uh but man how did, how did you get to that how did you start doing the edits and and what what got you going on that <clears throat> Well, I think a lot of it, you know, I kind of dabble with it um, throughout my entire career, uh, but I don't think I really started even kind of taking it serious until um, I'd say probably March of 19, uh, so last year. And uh, it was just, you know, I started seeing more and more like programs um, promoting their, promoting what they were and what they had uh, through social media. And I started looking and seeing um, kind of the cool things they were doing and how, how excited and fired up people got for like something as simple as an edit, you know, and how it really just kind of changed the culture and the vibe of what you were trying to put out. And so when I was like, man, you know, I started looking at stuff and then my head coach, you know, was just like, uh, cause I think we had put out a schedule for, uh, 2018 season. It was done on PowerPoint and, and looking back on it, man, like at the time I thought it was pretty good, but now it's just like it was not very good you know and so <laughs> uh so now like I, I look at it and I told my coach I was like man this is something I'm willing to like dive into if you know if you want me to uh if you would like me to do it and he's all about it you know he's all about promoting our program and our culture and you know I I, I just I just was thinking what's the best way to do that uh that'll reach kids and reach other coaches and everybody uses social media uh particularly uh, Twitter, you know, and so that's really the only platform I mess with. Uh, I mean, I have Facebook, but that's more of just a, uh, to check and make sure I don't miss any of my family's birthday, uh, <laughs> type thing. And so, um, the, uh, the Twitter thing and is really what got it started. And then, so I just started really looking, I started looking at, uh, the edits and stuff that people put out in a different, in a different light, you know, and, and kind of, you know, asking questions, you know, and hitting up, um, you know, people from colleges that were in their social media department that deal with that and kind of asking questions, even high school coaches that were doing it at the time. And, um, you know, and I started seeing stuff and I'd be like, you know, what? I bet I can replicate that, you know, and make it look that same, you know, if not better or whatever. And, you know, I took it upon myself as a challenge to learn a new skill. And so it, it was, it still is a hobby, but like um, when I first started doing it, like when I look back on the pieces I started with, man, they were like, I was just like, man, I thought those were nice and they were not, <laughs> they, 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 they were pretty good, I guess, but they, you know, they weren't what, what they are now. And so it's just kind of funny to see, uh, you know, where you end up, um, when you, when you, you know, value something and you, you put time into it to grow it and where it ends up taking you, you know, um, I've gotten, um, you know, I love it here in Cleveland, but I've gotten interest, uh, by other coaches for jobs um, to come and run their, run their social media and their recruiting, you know, as far as that, just because of what I've done. And so um, it's an outlet, you know, that's definitely a skill that a lot of people um, don't have. Uh, but it's something that I know personally, a lot of coaches during this whole quarantine time have picked up. And, and if you ask any one of them that have picked it up, they're just like, man, you know, it's, it's one of the best things that I, it's a, it's a, it's a trade and a skill that I learned that a lot of people don't and it's valued because you ask a lot of head coaches, um, you know, about what they want to put out and promote their program and doing it via social media over um, all that stuff is pretty cool. And so 
I actually got told by my AD that I was going to be in charge of uh, our entire and our entire district's athletic social media. So like, um, that's pretty cool because now I get to like for the entire district, it's kind of like, that's, that's my baby, you know, to take care of, you know what I mean? And so um, I'm really excited to step it up. Uh, I'm really wanting to learn more on the video, video side of things. You know, I want to start doing stuff like that. Uh, because I know those are those are those are tough. <laughs> yeah. I had a coach. I had a co- I had a coach tell me that he made a two uh, two minute highlight video, uh, not a highlight, but kind of like a preseason pump up, you know, and stuff like that to get people ready, like a hot video. And um, he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I said two minutes. I said the thing was so awesome. So how long did it take you?" He said, "Well, with rendering and everything, it took me about ten hours." And I was like, "What?" I said, 10 hours, <laughs> I yeah. said, but that's just something that's really cool. So yeah, man, yeah, I just, just saw stuff that other people were doing and I thought I could do it and, um, you know, just st- stayed at it. There's still a lot to learn because I still see stuff sometimes or actually all the time. And I just think to myself, how the heck did they do that? Yeah. You know, and then, um, then, you know, if it wasn't for YouTube, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now because, I literally was on YouTube a lot, <laughs> uh, just just looking at how to do some stuff. So yeah, sorry I rambled on about. No that. man, I mean, it's it's, just... it's it's great. It, um, it's awesome to hear you know where you want to go with that, because um, I think it's it's such an important part of, like you said, culture, uh, promoting your program, um, and, and the fact that that you have you know, that you get that opportunity to do it for the whole district. And, uh, you know, that people could, there's somebody on staff, I'm sure at almost every high school that could possibly do it. If, if they're just given the opportunity and, and, you know, and it's like, why not promote, um, from, from within, you know, and not, and not, not wanting to take any, any, uh, you know, business away from you, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's an awesome skill set to have, um, that question. Know, I've, I've got, you know, Photoshop and stuff on my, on my tablet. Um, and I've got, I've paid for, uh, I found a $35, you know, um, Adobe sweet course thing. And I've yet to even open it up. And that was, that was back in March at the beginning of, of COVID and quarantine time. And, and it's just, you know, I haven't, it hasn't materialized. Of course, you know, the, the podcast started ramping up and, and so, uh, that kind of took precedent, but, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate is because I've gotten edits from other people and it's just seemingly taken forever and they, and they did a really good job, but for you, man, I think we had it done. I probably not even 24 hours. It was probably like, Oh, a few hours, man. Like yeah, you just get it done so quick and it's not, it's not, it doesn't look rushed. It doesn't look anything short of outstanding. And like I said, at the beginning, man, I love being able to to put it out there. Um, you know, so what what is it that that motivates you to get it done quickly? Because I don't know, I don't know that everybody feels the same way. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. And I'm not knocking anybody else that does it. I'm just saying, man, you like your stuff is is well, fast. Yeah. Uh, well, just put it this way, man. Look at look at um, Amazon Prime. Why do people use it? You know, a lot of people want to always shop from there because it's quick and convenient and they get it done in two days. You know, they get it back to you and that's their guarantee. And and for me, I just know that like because when I first started out, man, like I would do the edit first. Um, 
and then um, I would ask I would ask for you know compensation after because I'd want them to see it and be like, all right, this is cool, and then pay. You know, obviously it's a service you're providing, uh, but I got burned a couple times early on, man, and so it's like you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna receive compensation up front. So I guess to me, when people already pay. It, it, it rushes me to like, okay, well not rush. Like, cause I'm not going to rush the work, but like, if like, say you wanted something done, uh, coach Nuna and, and you were like, um, here's, here's 30 bucks or whatever. Then in my mind, I'm like, you know what? This guy already paid. I need to get his, you know, get his thing done you know, whatever edit that he wants done yeah and back to him. Because um, obviously if you get it back to someone and they like it and it's like within like 24 hours, like the latest I've ever like, you know, and it was just crazy because I had my anniversary and stuff last week. So I had some edits that probably took um, like two, three days to get back to people. But people are very understanding. But like for me, I'm just like, if you pay, if you pay for it, like I need to get it back to you, you know. And yeah. so like I'll find time, you know, everybody's everybody talks about being busy and I'm just as busy as the next person, you know. But like if I can find a couple hours here and there a day. Um, you know, because think about it, man, all the times you're just sitting there not doing something, right. You know, or you're watching a movie or watching TV. I just take that time to, if I have any edits, like right now I have, you know, I've got, I got like four requests yesterday for some banners, you know? And so, um, like, that's what I'm going to work on this morning when we get done with this call so I can get it back to those people because when they shout it out and people ask about it you know it could be just another selling point like man this guy this guy gets it back to you fast you know and so that's it and it's good customer service man like uh, it's just it's the right thing to do i'm not going to sit on something because that money just sits in my memo like i don't spend it at all you know my cash app paypal like it just sits there and so um you know anytime i get a notification that someone's paid i just I, i keep all the messages of people that want something done in twitter and I check that periodically, and and uh, once I get them done, I'll send it to them, and then I'll be like, "Hey, let me know what you think," you know. And then that way, at that point in time, well, I want this to be a little bit different or whatever, you know. Um, I can fix it and get it the way they want because obviously, if you're gonna pay for something, you need to, you need to like it, right? You know what I mean? So I think it's just doing right by the people, man. And and I know that if I paid for something, I mean, when I first got to Cleveland, I bought a I bought a tyke from this guy. Um, I don't know where he's from, but I was like, I just, I don't know how to make them. Uh, I want one. And it took like three weeks, bro. I had already paid the guy and he said, man, I've just been busy. I'm just like, well, don't, don't provide a service um, yeah. for people. If you're, if you're going to take a month to get their product back after they paid, you know? And so like, for me, I'm just like, I just try to take what I've said and how I felt and, and do right by the people. And, and the thing that's crazy, man, is, if, if you look at I probably in the past year, I've probably done close to probably like four or 500, I don't know, banners for people. Uh, I'd say, I'd say I give, I give more than half of that away for free. <laughs> wow. I don't even charge. I don't even charge people for them all, all the time, you know, especially um, if they're good friends or coaches that have been of influence to me, because what they don't know is when they post it and they shout it out, it brings in more business, you know? And so obviously they know that. Um, if they know anything about, you know, marketing. Um, right. And so, but uh, yeah, man, I, I typically just try to do right by people, man. So that's why I try to get a, a quick turnaround time. Yeah, man. That's, and that's awesome. Like, and I think that's, that's extremely important. Um, you talk about 
you know, balancing time and being busy, man, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely busy, no doubt, you know, not just with the coaching side, cause we're all, we're all busy with coaching and, and we're trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do for the fall if we're going to play or whatever. But, um, you know, you, you've got, you got your family, uh, you got these edits and you got an amazing yard, man. You posted a picture on Twitter about your yard and I was like, <laughs> dang, oh, man, where do you find time for that? I just, man, you know what, like sometimes I wonder how, you know, I, I think I really do thank God every day just because he gives me the energy to do stuff like that. Cause you know, I mean, like it takes a good two hours to get it knocked out the way that I want to, but I don't, I tip, I typically don't post, I don't post stuff for um, the fame. You know what I mean? Like I, like my intentions behind posting something is how many reactions and comments I get. It was just part of the conversation. So I posted <laughs> it, you know? And so, but it's, you know, sometimes when I lay down at night, I'm just like, man, I, I did a lot today, but man, just think about like how blessed we are and how God gave me a, a yard to be able to take care of, you know, and, and, you know, without him, like I just wouldn't be able to do it, you know? And so I think, I think just knowing where my strength comes from, you know, comes from, uh, and, and understanding that, you know, cause growing up, man, like I just, no one was going to sit there and feel sorry for me if I was tired or something, like if something had to get done, it had to get done regardless. And it didn't matter if I was tired. So uh, I've always just kept that mentality and just, if something needs to be done, I need to do it. And if I'm, if I'm too tired, well, I need to find a way to push through, you know? And so luckily, like you said, we, we took this week off. um, And so I was able to get to, but we're about to head, we're about to head to Surfside tomorrow morning. We'll be gone until, um, we'll be gone until Sunday. And so if I didn't mow yesterday, it was going to be a force when we got back, you know? And so I had to get that knocked out. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's how that goes. No doubt, man. I, I love the fact that you, you brought it up several times about, you know, your strength coming from God and, and that's kind of a perfect segue into, into another question I have is I I've seen you very active, um, uh, with, uh, with Stuart, uh, Hardy's, um, all in sports outreach and, and, and other, um, faith-based things related to coaching where does that how did how did that come about what what drives you to keep that going man because you know you're always you're always posting um you know just great thoughts and then i know like you said it's it's not for you know uh fame or anything like that but you know sometimes you, you post stuff and you go man i hope this reaches somebody that needs yep. this you know yep all that encouragement man like i think i think god puts a lot of things on our hearts and it's on it's on us to decide whether or not we want to share it with people and um i just i feel like if if something that is something that i read or see impacts me then i know for a fact it'll impact somebody somewhere you know i mean um and so when it comes to just the faith pace part of it, like man you know I'm, i've always been a believer um but like you know, I still struggle daily, man, you know, to temptation and sin and, and all the other stuff. But I think, um, like, when I'm trying to coach, you know, we always talk about on that Tuesday night session about we're, we're Christians that coach, not the other way around, not coaches that are Christians, you know. And so we're Christian first. And so, you know, in the, in the good book, it talks about how we need to treat each other with uh, the most important thing of all is love, you know. And so, like, treating – 
each other like other people want to be treated or like you would want to be treated. And so you look at all the stuff that's going on in the world right now with all the division and and all the hostility and stuff. And you just think about it, man. Like if I'm really trying to portray and be like God and what the book says and love others, like I love myself, you know, obviously, um, you know, this world will be a better place. And so I just try to, I just try to uh, spread a little light you know, of, of encouragement, um, and in hopes that it'll affect somebody somewhere. Um, just because I know, I know how tough things are going right now. Um, you know, with all the color war and then the election and all the other stuff, that's just a big distraction right now. Uh, it's just a good way to keep yourself grounded and, and always remember how grateful you are. You know, like I had someone tell me once, um, and I don't know how true this is, but when you go to sleep, um, you know, uh, and the whole time you're sleeping, you know, the, the Lord is uh, at war with with the demon, you know, uh, with the devil. And um, basically, they're fighting for your life, like God's fighting for your life. And so uh, it could be just a, you know, an analogy, but it's something I've always like held on to. You know, when I woke up that this morning. You know, God, God was victorious, you know, right. And he won again. He won again, you know, because I know every day is not, um, you know, it's not promised. And so uh, I typically just try to, if I'm going to be here for a whole day, I need to do my best to try to um, spread his word and um, maybe just treat other people in the way that he would want me to um, just because of that, you know. And so growing up, I didn't have I didn't have anybody. You know, I didn't really have a family and stuff like that. So uh, anytime someone showed me attention, whether it was good or bad, um, I, I thrived on it, you know. And um, I think just not having all those people uh, growing up and really having to kind of do things on my own gave me an appreciation for the people that actually invested time into me. And so people that take their time out of their day to hit me up and ask how I'm doing or just a random conversation on Twitter or text message or whatever like that. That means way more than anybody ever will know. And so um, I'm going to continue buying into those relationships and and doing everything I can to strengthen them. You know what I mean? And so anytime that I invest in you, um, it's not half-heartedly. It's like I'm going all in. There's no ankle deep, um, no hesitation. It's, um, because I'm very good at like judging people, but at the same time, like I know that you don't want me to waste your time. Uh, so I'm not going to waste it. Yeah. So I'm going to try to make the most of it. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, um, it's just a personal choice, man, uh, that I felt like I needed to make uh, to better myself so I can be the best I can be for, uh, for my wife and my kid, you know? And yeah. so um, if I can be an example to them, and, you know, because obviously as a husband, I'm not saying it has to be like this, but like, because, <clears throat> you know, both partners are equal, but like, typically as a man, um, you, you're, you are to be the spiritual leader of the household, you know, and, and you want to lead by example. And so I just know that I want a better life for my kid growing up and I want a better life for my wife than what she had growing up. And so. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that happens, you know? And yeah. if there's some mornings, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> and everybody, everybody can attest to that, relate to that. But then again, 
no one's going to feel sorry for me. Right. Uh, and the day and the things still have to get done and the day's going to keep going on. And so I've got to, you know what I mean? I, I don't have a choice. I have to do it. And so that's kind of where I'm at in that thought process. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I, so. I love it, man. And that's so truthful is, is you're right. Uh, you know, in a marriage, both, both partners are, are equal, but you know, there's definitely a sense where you, you as the man, you know, you, there's, there's a certain ingrained sense of responsibility um, to provide, protect, and, and lead from a spiritual standpoint. And I think, you know, taking those steps and trying to make yourself better, uh, whether it's, you know, through the, the Tuesday night sessions or just, you know, reading more scripture or engaging coaches that, that are active in their faith and, and asking them questions or not even coaches, but just, other people, uh, I think yep. it's important. You know, that's that's definitely something that I'm I'm trying to get better at. Um, you know, I, I we all we we all struggle with that, coach. You know, and uh, re- getting in the word and being encouraged to reach out, like it, it's something that we all struggle with. Like, and and the thing that's crazy is we, I, I'm guilty of it too. You know, oh, I don't have time. You know, or my days are so busy. So you're sitting there telling me that you have no time for the guy uh, who woke you up this morning, who blessed you with everything that you have. You have a house, a kid, a car, a job, and you don't have time to develop, you know, to devote to him just a little bit. You know, when you start thinking at it like that, yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I need to make time. Right. You know? and, and the thing that's crazy is God doesn't care how long. He just wants you to spend time with him, man. Yeah. Uh, and so it can be 30 minutes. It can be 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. He just wants you. He just wants a relationship with you, man. And that's what I think is so special about it is you don't have to be a, you don't have to be able to quote scripture. You don't have to be the, you know, the biggest Christian or the evangelist or whatever. You just have to have a relationship with him and know that he loves you. And then you love him back and you're set, bro. You know? Yeah. And, and that's just, that's the simple as, that's the simple truth of it right there. I'm with you 100%. I'm not the best about quoting scripture. There's like a few that that I can probably rattle off the top, but not very many. My wife is outstanding about that. And that's one of the things that, you know, I I loved, you know, when I first met her was her her devotion and and ability to do so. And, you know, so for me, that's, you know, a part where I'd like to be able to, you know, have it, have it more readily off the top of the dome. But, you know, it doesn't matter that you can, that you can quote it it really matters can can you walk with it and be an example of it through action amen what 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 good what good is knowing scripture bro if you don't understand it if you don't live it you know what i mean like that's just mean that's just dead air you know and and, uh you're you're completely right man i'd rather i'd be more impressed with you knowing a couple verses and understanding their meaning and their relevance to your life and other people's lives Versus you being able to rattle off, you know, a hundred scriptures and being like, well, I don't really know what it means, but I can quote it, yeah. you know, because that's, that's not impressive to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And on the, on the flip side, you know, how do you, we talk about examples and, and, and I'm, I, I, I kind of think I know the answer, but, you know, just kind of explaining your words, you know, how do you, how do you do this? with your kids, you know, like, cause it's unfortunately right now, you know, this, this, like we talked about at earlier, there's this division, this separation. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. 
the the the, the pulling the pulling away of of spirituality and God in everyday life is and and, and you know we can't pray in school and and I get it the separation of church and state and not but man you know these kids these kids need an example how do you yeah. how do you do that with them you know with I, I you know I hate to say without without risking getting in trouble but I mean you know maybe maybe you, you do actually unfortunately you know get a slap on the wrist or whatever yeah. hey remember you can't do that but at the same time man you you said it earlier things are placed on our heart for for a specific reason uh and we have to choose whether we execute it or not so how do you how do you handle that with your kids um for sure that you coach yeah so uh coach Lachlan he's the uh he's uh development of high school relations um or however you say that for Florida State and we were on a he's on a Tuesday night with us one day and someone asked that same question, you know, and he was just like, you don't have to say God. You don't have to sit there and say God when you're sharing with uh, other people. He said, that, um, oh, it wasn't him. Oh, it was a chaplain. It was a chaplain for uh, he did say that. But the one I'm trying to reference, he's a chaplain for the uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens. And he was saying that uh, basically he had a guy that wanted to talk to him. But he said, you know, I don't want to hear about God. I don't want you to come at me and preach to me about God. He said, okay. And basically what he was doing when he shared with him is he just was quoting scripture. And the guy had no idea that he was quoting scripture. And uh, the guy, after they got done, was just like, man, that, that's the best word I've, I've ever heard. You know, thank you so much. And what that guy, what that guy didn't realize is he got the message right there uh, uh, of God's good word and stuff like that. And he didn't know about it. But for me, man, I'm not... I'm not ashamed of my faith, but I do also understand that, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to ever enforce my beliefs on anybody. So I think mainly kind of how I do it is I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it, but like, you know, obviously with your athletes is a little bit different than your classroom kids, you know what I mean? And so, um, but I typically just try to demonstrate, you know, God's love for them through like my actions, the way I treat them. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I don't have to sit there and say, God, this, God, that for them to understand that there's a greater power, you know, and that uh, that they're blessed. You know, I don't have to say all that stuff. And it's not that I'm ashamed because I'm not. But at the same time, I understand, like, I feel like God gives us um, opportunities all the time to talk about his love with others and um he knows that at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we love each other. So, you know, if we're not sitting there saying, God, this, God, that, I'm sure he still understands and is thankful that we're still doing what he asked of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in my opinion. So I typically don't care, like, what people think. Like, like this is who I am. Like, he, I've, I've gotten through so, so many things in life, man. Like, too many things have happened that I, that I, I have no reason not to believe in him, you know what I mean? And what he's done for me. And so um, I'm going to spend the rest of my life um, praising him in every avenue, wherever I'm at, it doesn't matter. Cause I, I joke and sometimes tell people, you know, you're never going to have a conversation with me about anything without God coming up at least once. Mm-hmm. I said, just because he's had such an impact on my life and you know, as well as me, um, 
you know, if something has that big of an impact on you, like you tend to hold it dear. Like maybe like you had a high school or a college coach or something or a teacher one day um, that you just that you felt very, very strongly about, you know, and they treated you well. Uh, and then so basically, you know, you always will remember them for that. You yeah. know, and the good things that they did for you. And so um, it's hard for me because, like, sometimes I wanted – that's all I want to do is talk about it. But at the same time, I feel like he gives us opportunities to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think it's in those times that we need to be still and kind of listen to what he's wanting because uh, he'll provide he'll provide the, the perfect chance for us to do so. So, yeah, um, I don't know if I really answered your question because I was kind of all over the place. <laughs> but but, when it, but it, when it comes to my faith, man, and sharing with my kids – I typically just I, I I do it by my actions, yeah. you know, and I treat everybody the same. And um, you know, I'm not a big guy that uses profanity, um, you know. And so typically, uh, you know, it, whether we have the best guy going at receiver or the worst kid, I'm I'm coaching them all the same, right? You know, and I'm humbling them all the same, you know, and and making sure that the older kids know that. <clears throat> the future of this program is in the hands of those smaller kids or the younger kids. And so it'd be a good opportunity for them to mentor them, you know, uh, and, and to be, have that lasting effect on someone. So when that kid's a senior one day, they're like, man, you know, so this, this kid, whoever my freshman year, my sophomore year, really, really invested in me and helped me become great. And then it's just, it's all about your lasting impact on people, man. Like at the end of the day, I don't want people to remember LC was a, you know, was a good coach, you know, did, did good at graphics or whatever. I want them to, to look back and be like, he was a man of God who served everybody the same, you know, uh, I want, I don't want, I want to be remembered for that. Yeah. You know, man. And so I love, I love that, man. That That's, that's, out, that's exactly, I think what, what the majority of our profession would want you know as far as how to be remembered i think um i I think the the biggest deal about this profession is 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 trying to always leave it better than you found it and uh yep you know i've talked with uh with several older coaches and and, um you know kevin swift was one of them who said uh you know what he really likes about this this our you know our generation these you know these early 40s 30s late 20s is is their their investment in family and their their desire to make it better and leave it better um you know and like you said it's a struggle and and coaching you know like you talked about at the beginning like you guys got middle school kids going with you and you know as well as i do man middle school kids their attention span is was smaller than a gnat uh, you know they're 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 everywhere and uh yep. you know coaching them you know coaching them it, probably probably coaching them at receiver might be a little easier than say coaching them at like uh offensive line, line you know like quarterback everybody wants to everybody wants to try and catch a ball so that they can you know like <laughs> at least with you you can be like hey look you're gonna work on catching so then when you go play you know sandlot football you can catch, right? You're no longer the last kid picked, uh, you know, because because yeah, I you had... have you have the, you have those hopefuls and those kids that are, <laughs> you know, those, they're they're definitely going to be linemen, but they want to play quarterback or receiver. Yeah. Like, All right, man. Well, 
Live your dream. I think with me, man, like I started my career career out at the junior high level. And so um, it gave me a whole new appreciation of coaching, you know. And so like being able to just really work with those teams and those kids at the seventh and eighth grade level really gave me a newfound appreciation for um, the high school level because it is tough, man. You're coaching junior high. And, and we need good junior high coaches. Uh, but I knew that it wasn't for me. I knew, I knew I wanted to be a varsity coach, you know, and have more responsibility and stuff like that. But, yeah, the, those junior high kids, man, they'll, they'll wear you out fast. You know, yeah. and you've got to – you've got to be if, – if you have – if you're not a person that has patience – then, then you'll probably quit after your first year coaching junior high because it it, it takes so much credit. You know, it, it's crazy because when I, I started at Grapevine Middle School, so we had we had an A, B, and C team seventh grade and an A, B, and C team eighth grade. And so on Monday nights, we play all our seventh grade games. And then Tuesday nights, we play all our eighth grade games. And then I want to be at the varsity level. So on Thursday nights, I was up there at the JV games, you know, and then Friday night we had varsity duties and responsibilities, you know. And so, um, yeah, man, with the junior highs and and all that stuff, man. And here's the thing, like, I want to win just as much as the next guy. I'm super competitive. and But I don't want to just go to a program. Um, I don't want to go to a program for that reason because we're going to win. You know, I want to I be someone where I feel like God's going to be able to use me the most, you know, and at the end of the day, like I got my masters and stuff like that, but you know, I, I, I got it for the reason of maybe being an AD and a head coach one day, but like the more I get into this profession and the more I look at it, like I don't mind being a position coach or a coordinator. You know what I mean? Like that stuff doesn't matter to me. I'm not in it for the title. I just want to be somewhere where the coaching staff gets along. Uh, and it's something I look forward to going to daily um because the minute that it becomes miserable that's kind of a good sign for you to 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 bounce <laughs> you know you know what i mean and so um yeah it's crazy man no doubt yeah no doubt man um so you know h- how long have you been coaching wide receivers and is that like is that your desired position to coach or would you venture to somewhere else maybe down the line uh you know for me I don't know. I know. I know the receivers have the. They have the. Uh, they have the. Um, what am I? What's the word looking for? They're known as like the the pretty boys. Yeah. Uh, you know the the drama queens or whatever. Um, man, you know I've been. You know, even when I was at the junior high, my first year. So, so to answer your first question, I've been. I just finished six years. So we're about to. Uh, we're about to start this. You know, in a couple weeks, and that'll be year seven for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, my uh, my entire career coaching, I've coached receivers. Uh, my second year of varsity when I was in Marshall in East Texas, um, I got flipped to running backs. Um, but I still had like some receiver responsibilities, mm-hmm. uh, so I still kind of worked at that. But yeah, receivers really ever been the only thing I worked at. But you know, playing football in, in college, I played I played corner. I played defense my whole career, you know, and so um, I just really like the receiver position because I'm I'm looking at it through the scope of a, D, a DB, you uh-huh. know, and so 
I feel like that gives me kind of an, an advantage when talking about it. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say I would never because I think coaching defense would be dope one day. Yeah. But, but I, man, I just, I love offense. You know, I love, I love the scheme of it. I love being able to be creative with play calling. You know, I know defense, you got to be that same way, you know. Right. Uh, but, but with, when it comes to offense, man, like, I like scoring touchdowns. So, um, if an opportunity arose and that's where God put me and it was on the other side of the ball, I'm never, I'm never going to, to not, listen to it and when anybody talk even if i'm not looking and anybody has an opportunity bro like i'm always yeah like yeah i'm always down to hear about this opportunity you know what i mean like i'm never gonna not hear about opportunity and i'm never gonna not you know value a a potential relationship i could build through the process because you never know where that person might end up you know right and i think um that's what a lot of people do like and i don't think it's being i don't think that's being um disloyal to your program or to your head coach. I mean, as long as you're saying, you know, you communicate with them that you're just going to hear about opportunity, you know, I think it's a smart thing, you know, to build any kind of relationship you can with anybody um, that's willing to take time to do so. And so, um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> right. Sorry. No, I, I'm with you, you know, and that's, that's the deal is I, I think part of, part of this profession is, you know, you, our, our career is in the hands of teenagers, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as much as people don't want to admit it, a lot of times you're hired and fired based on results and, uh, yep. you know, to, to, it's like, you're not necessarily actively looking, but you're always cognizant of if this doesn't work out, um, I, I, you know, what's my I don't, backup? What's my plan? What's, B, right, you know? and like you said, you don't want to you don't want to not potentially foster a relationship with somebody and burn a and never even build a bridge, and certainly not want to burn bridges either. Uh, and oh, I no think, doubt. like you said, being open and honest with your head coach, and, and if that head coach is uh, willing to help you, um, whether it's promote you from within or or you know, give you a great reference, then that's, that's even better. Um, without, without question. And, and my I think, thing is, go ahead. Oh no, you're good. You take off, take off. Well, I was saying, and I think, you know, a lot of head coaches, uh, their biggest deal is, is when it comes to loyalty is, you know, don't, don't, it's not that you're, you're constantly uh, looking to leave. It's just, you know, when you're there, be there, you know, yep. don't, uh, yep. don't have the be job, in, man don't have the job board open on August 3rd, already looking for somewhere else, man, like finish, finish where you're at and do your best. Uh, and then let it, and then, you know, let, let stuff play out. I, I think, you know, you talk yeah. about being blessed, like right now, those of us that, that are all sitting and, and have a signed contract, we're blessed right now because we don't know what the fall is going to look like. Um, yep. So, so to even possibly fathom leaving or going somewhere else, is is kind of uh i think would be more in line of of going you know and chasing temptation more so than than understanding like hey this is your opportunity to make an impact right here right now uh yep. and then you know from there you you figure out what your next step is uh but you know i like i i tell you right now i I'm, i've enjoyed my my time already getting to know the coaches and and 
and kids at Hendrickson. And, and I hope that uh, I'm fortunate enough to, to stay here for, for a while. Um, you know, no doubt, but, man. but I know that God has a plan and I'm always open to listening to his plan. Um, you know, and, but uh, you know, we, we can have our hopes and desires, but ultimately he's the one driving the vehicle. We're just, yeah, we're, 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 we're just actively in man. the passenger seat. Yeah. You know, I think with, uh, you know, you go back to what you're talking about us being judged by our results. Um, anybody that's a head coach obviously knows that um, at the end of the day, that wins and loss column is going to try on you, you know what I mean? Because basically it's tied to your name, you know, and if you have ambition of being head coach, you obviously don't want a lot of losses, right? But, man, I think if you're somewhere that's got administration that really supports you and can see the change that you're making. Uh, now, I mean, if you went 0-10 every single year for, like, for a long time, that you know, that'd be different if they, if they were all about results-based. But if you could see somebody like, like our coach – Coach Walraven's done a fantastic job here in Cleveland about um, just changing the culture, you know, and getting the kids to believe that they they don't have to they don't have to be like they have been in the past, you know, and that that they can really change the way Cleveland football is looked at um, if they just believe in that. He's done a really good job with the culture and getting those kids to really believe, and so that's what's so like, you know, obviously we're in a district with like Mansfield Timberview and you know, Alito and, and stuff like that. And it is what it is, but, uh, you know, this is, this is, you know, every, <laughs> you always hear coaches talk about, this is the class we're waiting on, you know, and this is the freshmen, you know, cause they all, they all started as sophomores three years ago. They all started last year as juniors, you know? Uh, and so this year there's the, the senior class is huge. And that's what's scary about it is I would hate, to not see how that would turn out with this group, you know what I mean, with this group of of kids, you know. And so I'm always thinking positive. <laughs> I don't want to think about not having a football season because that's that's so weird, especially in this state, you know, with how how big it is. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, we do we do have to do what's best for the kids uh, and the well being, you know, their their health and well being. And so um, I really don't know. I don't know what TEA is going to come out and say, man, about, you know, all that. And I don't know what the UIL is going to follow up and say about that. But I'm just going to be optimistic, man, and just say we're going to have a football season, you know. And and it's going to – it might look different a little bit, I said, but we're still going to have one. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I, we're going to – I'm with you, man. I, I, I agree. Staying positive and – uh and being, being hopeful and, and, uh, ultimately, you know, that's right. Taking care of the kids and, and, and taking care of, of the teachers and, and, and staff that, that work with the kids, you know, that we got to make sure that that's, that's the number one priority, but, uh, you know, we can still be hopeful and optimistic that, sure. that we'll have some kind of season. And like you said, it may look different, but, you know, I'll take, I'll take one game over no games, you know, yeah, I just want to be around our kids, man. And like, I, I the more I'm into this, uh, like those kids, man, like whether or not they show it or say it, man, they, they appreciate their coaches um, and their teachers so much. And um, I think just being around them and seeing them laugh and joke around, like I get it. Like as a coach, there's a respect factor, you know, obviously. And, 
you're not trying to be their friend, but at the same time, man, like I'm not trying to be a, I'm not trying to be a boss either. You know what I mean? And just harp on them because I, I want to build that relationship with those kids because once you, once you build that trust and that foundation, bro, they'll, anytime you talk to them or ask them to do something, they're going to do it, you know, and they're going to be all in. And so um, obviously you're not going to be their best friend, but it's ain't, ain't, you know, obviously, cause you, you got to have that, that level of respect, you know, respect, but at the same time, like, man, like I'm all about those relationships. And if I'm going to be at practice, I want to be hooping and hollering, man. Like I've got a whole mess of Jordan cleats and I put, I strap them up, man. When I go to practice, I strap up. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in cleat, I'm in cleats too. And I'm running around. I take care of the music. So, you know, I'm trying to liven that part up and stuff like that. And so <clears throat> they feed off that energy, you know? So if I can, if I can do that one, it makes me stay like, feel like I'm staying young, keeps me in shape. But at the same time, if they can see me leading that way, then they can do it too, you know? Yeah. And uh, I firmly believe that, you know? And so it's, it's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool deal when you have, um, you know, some young coaches on the staff, I guess you could say um, right. that that can bring a little bit of energy. <laughs> no versus doubt. Your, uh, versus your older, your older type staff members. So, yeah, no, I, I, I like it, man. And, and, you know, that's a, I think that's a, a great, great kind of part to close on is just being, you know, speaking it into existence, being positive and talking about, you know, the, the love you have for your kids. And, and I, you know, I'm the same way. I, I just, I just love being around the kids and, and trying to help make them better the best way I can. And, uh, and so I think, uh, you know, I think as long as we can, as long as we can do that, man, we'll, we'll be, we'll be all right. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you for taking the time and talking with me. Um, I, I, this is going to be uh, a great deal um, just to see your career continue to, to grow, man. I, I, think, I think you speak, you speak uh, great about, about the Lord and he works through you and um, your passion for kids, man. I think that's going to help you, uh, you know, cause I've been, this will be year 11 for me. So, you know, I, I can I can honestly say like I, I'm I'm at a point where I can I, I look at other guys and, and I can start to kind of gauge, you know, what do I think is going to happen in their career? And I, and I only think great things are going to happen for you, coach. So awesome, man. Well, I just first and foremost, again, man, I want to thank you for the opportunity uh, to come on here and just spend some time and fellowship and just talk, you know, about real world things. And I can tell that you're um, a very real person. Um, and I love the fact that you went out on a limb and were transparent and obviously you have to be a little, um, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't like it when I can't think of the word, but vulnerable, I guess, yeah. when you open up a podcast, uh, cause you never know how it's going to go, but I've heard nothing but good things. And the fact that I got to be on it, man, uh, for an episode is a blessing in itself. And I, I always tell people this, man, like, it, I don't think we hear it enough from the people that we care about. Um, and I think that I can say this with you just because we've known each other for a little bit now that I value your relationship, man. And then just know that you're appreciated. Uh, really? uh, and so um, if there's anything that you ever need from me that I can do for you, um, hit me up. I, I appreciate that, brother. I really do. And, and I agree. You know, I, I've told this to pretty much everybody that I've recorded with um, recently is, 
you know, this, this whole quarantine and COVID stuff is, is crazy, but man, one of the best things that I think has come out of this is the fact that I've been able to strengthen relationships with people I already knew and build new ones with people that I probably might not have ever done, you know, like, Amen. you know, Amen. There, there's a chance that we passed each other at coaching school a couple of times and, and never thought twice. And now, you know, the next, you know, next year when we get a chance to hopefully come all together, like it's going to be some kind of, um, it's going to be a big deal, man. Like, you know, I, That's I, a, it's, it's going to be a party in San Antonio for yeah, sure, man. They, they, it might as well just close it down for an entire week. Cause I think it's just going to be about just getting together with, uh, with all, with everybody and being able to see them face to face. Um, you know, and I look forward to, to the, to the day we get a chance to meet face to face and no doubt, man, and all that. So here, here's the last thing. And I, I don't mean to keep you, man, but <laughs> I know that, uh, with the, um, the COVID thing. And like you just touched on, you got to look at everything that happens in your life. Um, you got, you got to look at the good and bad in it, you know, and, and whatever happens, you have to always try to choose the good in things, um, just to kind of like stay sane. And so the fact that you said that about the relationships, man, like you're totally right. You know what I mean? Like um, you could either, you can look at it as COVID being a terrible thing, which it is, but I, I, I choose to focus on the positives of it. And the fact that, like you said, I'm building a relationship with guys that I probably would have never built a relationship with. And uh, it's because of COVID. So there, there's just another way that God is so good and he um, provides opportunities. You know, because we could have we could have sulked in our own self pity and been so upset at all this stuff going on, or we could have just bucked up and carried on and found a way to get through it. And I think those people who took advantage of that are really seeing the benefits of doing so. So, absolutely, man. Amen to that, man. Hope you enjoyed today's episode with Coach LC Cisneros. This was a really cool opportunity to talk to with a guy who you undoubtedly seen on Twitter. Uh, to hear his story, to hear his passion, uh, to know that he is trying to do his best to serve others uh, through his actions uh, on as as a coach, as well as uh, making these awesome edits uh, and helping everybody step their social media game up a little bit more.